Welcome to another episode of Design and Style, a podcast for designers, by designers, with co-host Dixie Willard of Dixie Willard Design and Rachel Moriarty of Rachel Moriarty Interiors. The Design and Style podcast is brought to you by the Design and Style Visibility Lab. The Visibility Lab is the only membership group that focuses on the latest strategies and tools to help you get more visible while showcasing your specific brilliance. We've got weekly online office hours with both of us, monthly topics, in-depth worksheets, and exclusive monthly trainings. I'm so excited to talk to Leslie today. I know. She, she and I have kind of been um, chiming in on on things similarly in a bunch of different places. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say because I think some of the things that that I believe as far as, um, well, and you're right there with me, you know, you have to roll with it when life changes. Yes. I think that she is going to have something to say about that. Yes, yes. I know that whatever she says, she's going to be bringing valuable tips. Yeah. Because just being in her group, I wake up every day and she has these fabulous tips. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really admire her. I love the work that she puts out. Uh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to her. I met her briefly at the Design Bloggers Conference. So I got to talk to her and have like, you know, face to face. But she was one of the sponsors. And every time she had her, you know, her booth had like those beautiful magazine covers, mm-hmm. you know, that they do for Saver Partnership. And so every time I went over there, and it, of course it had like the tagline, make money in your sleep or something like that, something really catchy. Uh-huh. So every uh-huh. time I looked over, her booth was packed. Was so that? I didn't to spend any quality time so I'm really really looking forward to recording her on the podcast and getting to know her better well this is gonna be great I know let's go do it Saver Partnership co-founder Leslie Carruthers pioneered the use of social media and influencer marketing within the furniture and interior design industry prior to starting her main business the Kaleidoscope Partnership 16 years ago she was a luxury interior designer herself for 16 years in Houston Texas Because of her company's work these past 16 years with manufacturers, retailers, interior designers, publishers, and software providers, she has an in-depth strategic understanding of all the issues that face the different segments of our industry today and how the dots need to connect in order to help each industry segment move forward together in a productive and sustainable way. Last year, Leslie started a second business, Saver Partnership with Sam Henderson, the writer of HGTV's Weekly Design Trends column and one of our country's most well-respected online visual content creators. Together, they help designers position themselves to build their email lists to generate additional revenue from their websites in the short term while building sellable media assets in the long term. I think it's so important to know that whole background, that whole wealth of uh, experience you have. And I, the thing is, you have the thread through it that is so important that so many yeah. designers just don't get, which is... Yeah. You have to evolve. You have to adapt. You cannot stay in the same exact business model that you are right now for the next 20 years. I've seen the power that great design has to change a life. I've heard it in my own ears a million, many times. And, um, and so it's not about that design is ever going to go away. It's just about repositioning your, your own website or your own business model to let the consumer access you in the way that they need to access you now. Yes. And that's what I, you know, that's what I strongly believe. It's, I don't think anything's going away. It's just, 
you have to reposition yourself, you know, and if you're in your forties, you know, you guys are young, but if you're in your forties, you know, you may not have done that for a while. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. tough. No one likes to change. I don't like to change. (laughs) Here I am on a a podcast. Yeah. When I first started back in 2008, this part of my business, the social media part, which has now been for the past nine years that I've started this piece of the Kaleidoscope Partnership, um, I started, you know, seeing this thing called social media bubble up. And I'm like, and that's when our industry was in the toilet. Right. So I saw Twitter and I'm like, this is so interesting because it's B2C and B2B at the same time. Mm-hmm. If I can help everybody I know offline get connected online, we all together will have a voice of the consumer that's free. You know, consumers were coming in droves to Twitter at that point. Uh, they saw all these conversations happening. And it was a free marketing tool for our industry at a time when it desperately really needed something free because everybody was letting their marketing departments go on the manufacturing end because they couldn't afford to keep them. Everybody, probably four years into it, like the, the everybody's eyes were opening, you know, like, okay. You know, and then, um, yep. And then uh, I really, from my business perspective, I stopped working as much on the brand or manufacturing side because they were starting to bring uh, people in-house at that point because they saw that it was going to be a permanent uh, situation. You were talking about your Twitter following, and I so appreciated when I was at Las Vegas Market, you connecting me. I saw, I loved how you showed in action in real time you had somebody that you wanted me that you loved and followed that you thought would be perfect for me to meet. And I would have never made my way over to those pavilions. And especially <laughs> she happened to be like in the last one, like back in a mm-hmm. corner, you know, and it was just so cool how you did that. And probably within what, within that hour of you doing that, I was there with that person. Like, it's pretty amazing how you can connect people yeah you sitting in in texas you know and you're just like and we're over in las vegas and you're connecting us you know so that was amazing that's that's the kaleidoscope partnership you know it's about understanding uh how to use social media really 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 well in order to connect the dots to produce an action really at the end of the day just from a business standpoint that is what it's about you know how can you connect those dots or any of us connect a dot to produce a result um and you carry flat Dixie right over there. So that was great visibility <laughs> for you all. <laughs> to the manufacturer's total credit, you know, they posted a picture on Instagram. Uh, you know, it was a really, really, it was exactly how it really should work, you know. Yeah. One person reaches out, another person takes an action. The manufacturer, you know, takes another action that brings you yeah. visibility on their feed. You know, it's exactly how the circle should work. And not every... Uh, manufacturer realizes that and I will say this for every designer out there listening you know from the manufacturer standpoint of course they want to post really beautiful images on their Instagram feed Mm -hmm. so you may think gee I'm using their product in a design they're going to post my image but they do have to curate that carefully because they do also have an image to project as well so don't be hurt if they don't post an image of yours on their Instagram feed when you tag them in a post they have to be careful one one company does a very good job of doing this is Curry and Company Mm -hmm. and um, Bernhardt so Curry what they do that I think is wonderful is they they collect 
back to the images that they've been tagged in uh, for a week, and then they'll post them in just one post, but you know, a scroll on Instagram. Yes. I love that. A swipe. I'm sorry, a swipe yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So you can just swipe through like five or six or seven or eight, you know, however many different times they've been uh, they've been tagged, and everybody's up, but only in one in one picture on the on the cover, if you will, of that swipe. And I think it's a super great idea for manufacturer. That's brilliant. You get that, right. Dixie? I'm getting some ideas for Flat Dixie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, exactly. Anybody that has anything like that, you know, can, you know, if someone's tagging them, you know, they can put one cool image on the cover and then just have a swipe with everywhere else mm -hmm. that Dixie's gone. You know, so that and would be a lot of fun. That's, that's a great that's tip. A great and actually, I think that that could actually work for some designers depending on their business model. You know, Natalie Riddell, obviously, commander-in-chief, yes. Natalie's doing that, you know, brilliantly with the, I mean, I don't know if she's thought of this, but Natalie, if you're watching, um, you know, she has her golden hashtag, so mm -hmm. she takes that around to different showrooms, very similar to this Flat Dixie meme, and, uh, you know, so if people were to use that, if they were to take her golden hashtag and, you know, she could then, you know, have a swipe of every place that her golden hashtag has been. Yeah. Uh, I get other yeah. yeah, so if you, what you want to really do, which you've done brilliantly, Dixie, is to extend that meme to other people and offer that to them so they can then mm -hmm. spread your brand. So mm -hmm. that's an amazing visibility tool that you've created for yourself and super impressive to me. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Yeah, it's just so much fun and so cute and just fun and such a cool little social media thing to do. I just, I thought it was just so brilliant, really, on your part. Yeah. Uh, but I want to say on, on visibility, so couple quick things to everybody that's, that's watching. Uh, one thing is, you know, number one is the thing that people care most about is your story. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have one uh, yeah. that, and, and know how to share that appropriately because if there's anything I took away from this year's DBC conference, which you all saw me post in my group, it's the power of the personal. So everybody wants to know that backstory and, and even think about the voice right now if you're watching that or American Idol if you're watching Katy Perry do her incredible thing uh, you know every it's all about the backstory of these singers that's what we all as Americans are like just like who are they you know how can we get behind them do we want to get behind them and so I think that uh, that that backstory is really important as far as visibility whatever your whatever yours is just tell it and right people will find you that it resonates with and the second thing for everybody that's brand, brand new out there, you know, the fear of being visible is, and I know you had this fear, Dixie, originally, because you said that in your stories, mm -hmm. but it's about judgment, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. So, you know, um, and really what I hope all of you that are new will realize is that the person that's judging is you that fear of judgment is just in the voices in your head because people do want you to succeed out there. Like everybody, we're in a time when really, especially in our industry, you know, we're really trying to help each other succeed. I think we all see that. It wasn't always that way, yeah. but it definitely is now. And there's really more than enough to go around. And the difference between those who succeed really isn't about whether they're prettier, younger, or older. It's about really consistent execution on whatever it is you're doing. So that's really what it is. So it's not that, you know, you, Dixie, are better, or Rachel, you're better, or I'm better, or anybody's better. It's just who's doing it the most often mm -hmm. and the most consistently. And hopefully with some level of, you know, thinking behind it, you know, as to what the outcome is. So 
And really, building visibility isn't is built about building a brand so that people know you and that other opportunities can come your way. You know, I've spoken a lot. Um, but the first thing that I did actually when I really started my business 16 years ago was I joined a group uh, in the furniture industry called Women in the Home Industries Today. It's called With It, withit.org. And that group has definitely morphed and changed a lot over the years. But uh, I was young. I didn't, I, you know, I, I had been doing my thing, but I didn't know anybody in, overall in the industry 16 years ago, very few. And, um, and that the woman who actually was the executive director of that, her name is Sarah Like, and she opened up a world to me. Uh, that was my first high point market 16 years ago, and she just made some great introductions for me to other group uh, with it members, and those a few of those ended up mentoring me. One of them invited me to speak. One of them invited me to write an article. I can't even tell you how excited I was when I had a chance to write my first article. I remember that like yesterday. It was just this tiny little article in a tiny little trade magazine. It was like, oh my God, someone wanted me to write something for them. I'm so excited. And then, you know, it just kind of blossomed from there. I started getting asked to speak more often. I have, uh, you wouldn't know that now because I'm not, um, I don't do that as much, but I did speak a lot at many different high point markets. I keynoted for the Antique and Design Center there and um, several years in a row and just did, did a lot of speaking in high point. I, um, I keynoted high point universities for a social media symposium for the furniture industry. And I keynoted uh, the Interior Design Society's National Convention in Las Vegas a few years back. And I've spoken at the Design Bloggers Conference and you know, spoke at the Bold Summit this year. So there's been, you know, over the years, you're gonna develop lots of different opportunities to speak, but I would definitely encourage you to take those opportunities. Even if you're not the best speaker in the world, if you know something that other people need to know, they're gonna to wanna to hear it from you. So don't be afraid to speak. Um, and if you wanna speak, but you are afraid, the best tip I could give you is just to let your audience know ahead of time that you're afraid. <laughs> You know, and just say to them, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Bear with me all. Yeah. And, and really that relieves your tension and relieves their tension because they can feel it. And really, once you do that, if you know what you're talking about, even if it's not perfect, they're going to know that. And if they can get something out of it that they need, they're going to just love you. And that's exactly for me what happened. The first time I ever spoke, I was just nervous as hell, to be honest. I was dying Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, inside. And I just said, I've got to say something. I can't even breathe. <laughs> and when I did, I was then able to breathe. Yes. And, and, uh, and the audience afterwards came up to me. And I mean, I can't even tell you, it was beyond my truly wildest dreams at that moment. And that's many years ago now. And, uh, and then it's led to, you know, many different things. And, and most of you know that are watching, but I'm 95% deaf. I lost my hearing when I was 19 and I wear hearing aids. And so, you know, even that, I was determined not to let that stop me from having a public speaking career for some portion of my business. So, uh, and it hasn't. So even if you have some type of handicap or whatever, you know, don't let that stop you either. Um, just you know, keep going forward because it's really what's in your heart and what's in your mind that people want to hear. And if you have something that's to offer, then you, you're not ever going to have a problem being visible. And um, as far as writing, you know, if you like to write that, you know, there's a million opportunities out there now, right? Everybody's looking for content. Yeah. So, you know, to guest post on a blog, no problem. I mean, this, this is so different than when I first started. So different. Yeah. But now you can just guest post away. And, uh, and everybody is needing that 
content. So it's just amazing. Same with video content. Just make sure it's not too ego-based, you know, that you actually want to are working on that to accomplish something and you know things you can accomplish would be you have a chance to speak you have a chance to you know be on a panel you have a chance to do a show house room you have a chance to you know write a book uh have a license line but i i really want to say all of those things are great so they help you build your brand but at the end of the day what is it that you can do that helps bring you money so I want to get back to the meat of, you know, why I am doing what I'm doing now with Sam um, and what I really believe everybody should be doing because all of this stuff that's helping you but also helping other people is not actually helping you make money today, right? The only way you can invest your time to make money today is on your own platform, owning your own assets. Yeah. So not even doing design work, that's actually not building a true sellable business asset because it requires you to be the rainmaker. And even like me, you know, you have to keep finding client after client after client. Uh, so you finish with one and yes, it's cash flow, but it's not actually building a sellable business asset unless you layer in some kind of revenue system in there that produces revenue for you, whether you're the rainmaker or not. And passive income is, it's just a term, but it's a little bit misleading. It all takes time yeah. to create all of this and manage all of it. But the thing about assets that live on your own website, like your courses and these types of things, are that you don't actually have to be there for someone to buy one. Right. They can live on your site with a button and someone can buy it while you're sleeping. So, you know, our tagline, make money while you sleep, it's actually, it's true. You actually yeah. can do that Yeah. when you have either... And the other thing I want to make clear is that there are many levels of income that you can layer in as a designer to your website. So the easiest one is affiliate product links. And if you don't know what that is, it's simply a link that goes out to a product that you put on any part of your website and where if someone clicks on it, you make a commission. Those commissions are usually in the range of five to 7% depending on the product. So that's just kind of what it is now you're thinking oh I just made five dollars you know like oh my god that's nothing well here's the thing if you layer those in all over your website into all of your different products on your website and you drive the traffic to that and you do this over the next five or ten years you're going to make a lot of money mm -hmm. but it takes time and yeah. it takes that commitment yeah. to driving the traffic over and I to will your website. Say, I love that that you mentioned that because that's the thing that I think people forget they put an affiliate link in and they're like okay Bring me the money. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Where's my money? <laughs> Let people know that it's there. Maybe put um, a lot of them, not just one. Yeah. It's, yeah. We love it's our gift guides work. or our like on creative yes. entrepreneur guides where mm -hmm. we can, you know, like we just did a spring one. We did one over the holidays. And I love seeing those affiliate uh, payments in our account. Yeah. Like, you know, to me, it makes me like so happy because we would have done that gift guide anyway. Exactly. So you know? that's the truth. It takes a little time to manage, but here, the affiliate product links probably take the least time to manage. They take some time, but the least time, that is just one tiny piece of an overall strategy uh, to employ on your website to make passive income. So the, just the, the next piece of that would be eBooks, 
which are very lucrative. Maria Killam is a great example. These can sell for $25 on your website. They also can be then layered in, not only with affiliate product links, but also links back to your blog, links to your videos, uh, links to your online courses. So every product that we produce as Saver Partnership that lives on your site can be layered in with the other products on your site. So this is something that people lose sight of. It's like not, not just an ebook, it's this thing that has all the other links in it. And when you layer in a series of those to an entire website, then you have a money machine if you are committed to driving the traffic to it. And on that piece of it, you know, the, the number one thing I wanna leave everybody with or tell everybody is you must have a Pinterest strategy and rich pin strategy. Mm -hmm. So again, there's a lot of info in our group about rich pins, but beyond that, you must have your own email list. So you all know that, um, you know, Sam and I were on the Luann's podcast um, when we first started this business and talking about that, but it's, it's a good one to listen to as well. And I feel we'll like, like Mm -hmm. Got to got to build your email list, guys. You know, that's your yeah. gold. You own that. So at the end of your business career, as your design career, when you go to sell your business, what are really what are what are what's an investor looking at? And whether that's your own employees, even, or whether that's an outside investor, they're going to be looking at the size of that email list and how active it is, because that is a true, true sellable asset for you that has an actual value. So I would really focus on building that. Um, and secondly, they're going to be looking at what does your business have that generates revenue 24 seven that won't require you to be there. So certainly an outside investor would be looking at that and you can sell your business on a multiple of earnings. So if you have a mag an online magazine or a series of eBooks or a series of online courses, you know, whatever, Float your boat. These are the things that produce revenue 24-7 and within those things can be layered the other things that produce revenue. So it mm -hmm. is like a house, right? We all layer all these things, you know, mm -hmm. texture. Yep. So all of your online products can be layered within, one each, within each other to produce income for you. So this is what Sam and I are helping you all do. Definitely takes a little money, um, but it's not, in general, the nice thing about the money piece is it's, once you, once you do it, unless you update it, you don't have to keep doing it over and over and over again. So it is not something you have to pay a monthly retainer to maintain it. Um, you do need to have a Pinterest strategy to drive the traffic. But again, keep in mind, Pinterest can change anything. So you don't own that. So you can't really always necessarily depend on Pinterest. So this is why you want to have your own e-newsletter. So the keys, really, your site, your email list, your blog, and your e-newsletter. Those are four things and the only four things of all all of us do online that you all actually own. As a designer, you sell product and you're used to making your money on that markup and that margin and you should continue to try and make as much money on that as you possibly can. You know, why not? For as long as that gravy train is going to last, great. But every manufacturer in the world is currently able to sell everything online right. direct to consumer. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So they don't want to disrupt yeah. their distribution channel. They don't want to hurt designers. They don't want to hurt retailers. How do you communicate your values so beautifully, so well, so efficiently that the homeowner is willing to pay a premium to work with you, even though they can buy that product on Amazon? I just want to say that it is uh, very important for designers to think very strategically about how they can position themselves online in order to communicate their value proposition ever more succinctly.
And to me, that really means breaking it down, breaking down, like you all know, you know, you do every single day, right? You know exactly that, you know, to order a piece of furniture, what does that really mean? Okay, is the fabric going to be railroaded? Is it going to be not railroaded? What's it going to look like in the light? What does railroading even mean? Are there two dye lots? Are there not two dye lots? If I need 10 yards, is it coming from two dye lots? So I have to worry about that dye lot. If it's coming from one dye lot, great, but does my client have to order extra fabric in case their dog eats the end of the sofa and they need more? Then what about shipping? When's it gonna ship? Okay, so who am I talking to at the menu? How am I tracking this, right? How is the shipping gonna happen? Is it gonna get dropped off at their door? Is it gonna get delivered in the door? How's the deluxing happen? These terms I'm using, consumers in general are not familiar with that and they don't wanna handle that stuff. It really entails um, creating a product procurement service and explaining in detail to the consumer what that, what, what, so it's not about the product, it's about what happens after you actually buy the product. <laughs> so that piece I feel is a huge, uh, I, explaining that very carefully on your website is a huge way to attract a client understanding the value that a designer brings when they're actually you know procuring the product there's so much more to it than you just have any idea about and this is to be the value that designers bring in addition and I've, I've said it a lot online I feel that on your own websites you know like it, let's say you're creating uh, a shop to look board you know with affiliate product links in there so when you go out to xyz site manufacturer site that has an affiliate program you, a lot of times they have a finder on the side where you can choose the manufacturer and then filter like filters right on the side filter by price filter by color filter by style blah 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 you as a consumer would never know which manufacturer is better than another by looking at that right it's only a designer that can who has all of that information about those resources and who has been touching and feeling all of those lines forever that would actually really know which manufacturer is better than another, which one offers customer service versus another, which one is going to last, what the warranties are. So there's so many layers that a designer knows that you, if you're watching this as a homeowner consumer, it's, it's not that you can't learn it, obviously, but it's just something it would take you, you know, a lifetime to learn that when a designer can go there and they can say, oh, bingo, that light from that manufacturer for that price, that's exactly. a, a great choice, not only from the look, but the function, but the customer service and the warranty aspect. <clears throat> so these are things to me that designers, and if you're watching this as a designer, that you bring to the table, this ability to curate for the consumer. And when I really believe you should start curating these things on your site, whether you have a shop on your site or and by the way, I just, I do have to say, I just wrote a post in our group, uh, but it's on our Saver Partnership blog that Instagram has now made their uh, feeds shoppable, shoppable for all businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Shoppable. Yeah. So to me, this is a primo uh, opportunity, yeah. you know, for designers because you all know what is a better product than another. So it's about this curation uh, that I think is really important. And so it's not about the price. It's not about trying to sell a consumer something that's more expensive. It's about trying to sell them the best value for what the item is. 
and I, I feel designers need to, you know, if you're a designer watching this, I feel like that should be the focus of the conversation. It's not like this is cheapest or I can get a better deal on this. So those aren't the things that are truly important when it comes to um, a homeowner's home. It's, it's the things that are truly important are, you know, material, sustainability, you know, what wellness aspects are built into that particular thing uh, or particular product. Uh, to me, the warranty is important. You know, is it going to last? If I am going to spend a little bit more, then am I going to get a warranty that, you know, warrants that investment? So these are the things that you all as designers have the opportunity to communicate that I think in most cases on most websites that I look at are not communicated in any way whatsoever. So I feel like there's right. a big opportunity here to sort of rewrite your websites in a way that communicates the specifics so that consumers understand better. We are going to put a link in the show notes. If you don't know where the show notes are, head over to designandstylepodcast.com. Make sure you click on the podcast button once you're there. And in the show notes for this episode, we will be talking, or we will have a link so that you can sign up for a PDF that has all of Leslie's tips, all of the great tips that she has. It's going to be beautiful. It's not ready yet because we kind of sprung it on her and said, hey, would it be great if you could do this? So it's, It'll be a few days. So what we're going to do is you can just sign up, put your email address in, and then it'll come straight to you whenever it's ready. I'm going to sign up for, for that too, because I want to yeah. hear all about it. Exactly. I want Leslie's top tips. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. We'll see you next time. This podcast was made possible in part through the support of our preferred partners, like the Design Network. The Design Network offers one of the most powerful to-the-trade e-commerce programs in the furniture industry, combining the top brands in furniture, the best prices, and unparalleled logistics all in one place. Go to www.thedesignnetwork.com to join the Design Network's Trade Direct program, create your designer profile, connect with new clients, and start shopping today.